This is Joel Duick with yet another radio address. This one for Thursday, January 31st, 2008. Do you realize that one twelfth of this year has gone by already? When the weather is this bone-chillingly cold, you find yourself thinking a lot about plumbing. Well, I do anyway. That's kind of strange. Our house, which is long and big and funny-shaped and owner-built, has hot water radiator heating in addition to the normal bathroom and kitchen fixtures. So there is just a lot of plumbing in the place, and probably none of it was really installed according to plumbing best practices. It is constantly making noise of some kind. And this is why, when I lay in bed at midnight and feel a cold draft of air slithering in through my poorly insulated bedroom wall, then hear the water in the pipes hammering and gurgling above me and somewhere to my left, it strikes me as interesting that the water in those pipes can still exist in liquid form. My day typically begins under circumstances profoundly shaped by the vagaries of our house's plumbing system. First of all, there is no describing the delight in climbing into our tiny basement shower, which is only a three-foot square, and taking a roiling hot shower knowing that it is cold enough outside to shrivel your liver. But the small size of the shower, besides making it impossible to bend over to retrieve the occasional lost soap, also means there is nowhere to flee should the plumbing change its mind suddenly about the temperature of the water it is delivering. To begin with, due to an accident of installation, the hot and cold sides of the shower knob are reversed, so if you want hot water, you must normally turn the heat knob to the sea, for example. But when you first get into the shower, you must actually remember to turn the knob towards the H for hot water for the first few minutes only. This is because, during the night or after long periods of inactivity, the water in the hot and cold pipes magically changes places through some kind of weird paranormal convection process, whereby the hot water cools to a temperature comparable to that of liquid nitrogen, and its heat is absorbed by the water in the cold supply pipes, which then exit the shower head in a state of scalding near-gaseousness. Once the water has been running for a few minutes, and the stuff closer to the source is able to reach the shower. The hot and cold lines cheerfully switch places again, whereupon you must again, in a timely manner, turn the knob towards the sea for the best chance of obtaining hot water. Even then, however, as with many showers, a particular spot on the shower knob's dial is in no way a guarantee of any one temperature of water, but only a probability wave function of temperatures within some random boundaries, punctuated by sudden extremes, variously arctic or volcanic. Fortunately, like the fire swamp in The Princess Bride, these extremes are always preceded by a shift in the tone of the water's noise moving through the pipes, giving you time to frantically bat the showerhead all the way in one direction while you flatten your vulnerable self as far up against the opposite side of the shower as its postage stamp size footprint will allow. In such a small shower, you can't, of course, stop most of the water from splashing off the, the sides and either burning or freezing much of your skin. But you can still ride out the storm in some degree outside of its direct infliction on your body. 
and all that that implies. When I emerge from the shower, I have changed the temperature settings on the knob an average of 29 times in 9 minutes. Now you know why I think about plumbing. Usually it is the first thing in the day to which I entrust my fragile, sleepy psyche, and the plumbing rarely hands it back to me unchallenged or unscathed. It is like being born every day. Traumatic, mind-changing, and miraculous. The end. Thank you.